You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Screeners Podcast. This is April. And this is Chad. And that's it for this episode. It's just me and Chad mm-hmm. rocking that bad boys for life. Life. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? So that is what we're going to be reviewing today. But before we dive into our review, I just want to remind everybody to follow us on Facebook or Twitter. If you haven't yet, Twitter is at ScreenersCast. Or you can find us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash ScreenersCast. And wherever you listen to us, if you listen to us on iTunes especially, we would love for you to leave us a review. And please, please, please talk to us. We want to hear from you. We want to hear what you think, what you like, what you don't like, what you agree with, what you don't agree with. We would love to get the conversation going. And maybe you'll even get a shout out on the show sometime. So before we dive into our probably super extensive review of Bad Boys for Life, because it is such a deep film. Deep um, dive. A deep dive, right. Why don't we do a little quick catch up, Chad, and see if what you've been watching lately. Any movies, any TV shows, anything worth watching, anything to skip? Yeah, well, what I've been doing is trying to cram for the the last several weeks for the, to make our top ten list. Yeah. And now that that show is finished, um, I've got more time to go back into some TV. I, I mean, I really kind of had to push pause outside of The Mandalorian on essentially mm. anything that wasn't a film. So my wife, Laura, is a massive true crime junkie. I mean, mm. she loves it. She's got some friends, and they're all... Uh, they Marco Polo each other and they talk about the latest, you know, true crime podcast. And so she's all about that life. And so we were trying to find some show that we could watch together about true crime, some kind of TV show. And as Chance would have it, Netflix and their algorithms, which know that a lot of people love true crime stuff, they're constantly pumping out stuff. And not a lot of it's great, but they did just release a three-part limited series called The Killer Inside, The Mind of Aaron Hernandez. Mm. And it's a three-part documentary series. And I'm a huge sports fan. And spoilers for real life, (laughs) but the Aaron Hernandez case was was a big case in the early 2010s with a a superstar tight end who seemingly had it all. He had just signed a a multi-year $40 million contract and then things begin to come out about uh, his life and possibly being tied to several murders. They're three one-hour episodes. It explores that case and tries to get to the bottom of why someone would do that. And of course it has talking heads, but it, it also is really interesting just from the way that they put it together in as much as he and it's so let me say this if you don't want to know anything about this real life story so jump ahead like 60 seconds but what's interesting about this is he was eventually arrested for some uh for some of these crimes the guts of this documentary are primarily recorded phone calls that he has made with people in his life while huh. he was incarcerated and so it really is interesting because it cross cuts with your traditional talking heads about people that knew him growing up with what he's saying and his perception versus theirs is what really makes this an interesting documentary overall if you know a lot about the story i can't necessarily say that you're going to learn a lot i mean i guess if i had one disappointment about it it was that i don't feel like i gained any insight they have a lot of different 
theories and hypotheses about hmm. maybe why why he turned this way in his life. And it is interesting uh, to explore that, and it's very well put together. So I think overall, uh, I would recommend it, but I don't think it's as good as some of the best true crime things. I mean, it's certainly not like uh, the imposter documentary or mm. oh, what was the Netflix one that was so good? Um, oh, Making crap. a murder or the that staircase? one's also great. No, it was it's older than that. It oh, was I don't um, know. it was maybe H, it was HBO. I think it was uh, the one where the guy, the older guy, kept getting away with everything. And at the oh, very and end, they interview him. They interview um, him at the end, and he's like, yeah, he burps, and he's like. Killed them all, I guess, or whatever. His name's in the title. I can't remember his name, though. Yeah. So anyway, I'm sorry I'm blanking on that. But (laughs) those are definitely the top tier. And this one, I would say, is solid mid-tier. So overall, I'd recommend it, but... I don't think it's I don't think it's great. Does it have um, like a, a solid conclusion or is it kind of leave? It does and I don't I can't talk about it right, uh, right. without spoiling real life. But yes, th- this is definitely a story that wraps up. It's definitely it's definitely worth and, and they're about an hour a piece. It's worth it's it's worth a watch, I think. And that's really all I've been watching. What about you, April? Have you been watching any movies or TV? One movie that I saw, it's not a new movie. Uh, by any means, but it, it came out in 2019. It's on HBO right now, but it's The Long Shot with Seth Rogen and um, yeah. Charlize Theron. And I actually really enjoyed it. It was fun and it actually had some heart to it that I wasn't expecting. And I, yeah, I thought it was, I was very pleasantly surprised. So definitely recommend streaming that. Did you, now before you leave that, because my wife and I saw that too and had the exact same reaction, low expectations yeah. and really enjoyed it. Uh, did you think it was funny? Did you think it was really funny or did you just like the story? There were some parts where I laughed out loud. But I, it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was like a true comedy. It felt more like a rom-com and I, but like not a cheesy one. Right, right, right. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I was just curious. We kind of left and said, you know, it wasn't hysterically funny, Yeah. but we were, we were so engaged with just the, the rom-com story that we still really ended up liking yeah. it. So yeah. It's yeah. Good. It was it's a good, cool good premise and yeah, I liked it. A show that um, my husband and I watched the first episode of and are not ever watching any more of it because it was weird and I hated it, is The Young Pope on HBO. Have you seen that? I haven't. I I had planned on, I just remember the first, are they in the second season now? Yeah, so they have a new season called The New Pope with, a, I guess, the same characters or, or I, well, there's a new one. But uh, anyway, so we're like, oh, that'd be cool. And, you know, we watched The Two Popes and like that. We're like, we're feeling the, the Pope <laughs> we're vibe. The, we're in this Pope mood. <laughs> yeah. I gotcha. So we're like, let's just watch The Young Pope. And ugh, it was... I just wasn't a fan. It, the things that I would have liked about it, I don't know. It was just weird and kind of uninteresting. And the main character, Jude Law's character, was just like not likable at all. So that's interesting. I when, I remember when the first season came out. The only thing that I heard was that it was fairly polarizing. Just in some people really loved it, and some people really hated it. Right. And so I was just I had so much to watch. I never got into it. But I liked Jude Law. It felt sacrilegious. And not that I have a problem with sacrilegion, like, per se, but it was, but there was, like, no upside to it. I don't know. Like, I couldn't figure out why. What it, was the it, point? Right. It felt like they were being sacrilegious, like, just to be sacrilegious. And, I gotcha. which, granted, I only watched the first episode, so it's possible that they come back and it's, right. it gets better. But I don't know. It was, it didn't, it did not pull me in. I'm, I think I share that same sensibility with you is I'm all for I've watched some awful stuff. Yeah. I, and I mean, just when I say pushing the line, they there is no line um, because I'm, I'm very much for let the artist create and let yeah. the you know, let everybody see. 
But I, it does it does bother me when it seems that the only point, and this doesn't just have to be with religious things, but things that are just overtly violent or mm-hmm. profane, and it seems like that's just the point is just to do that. Those never really work as much. So that's interesting. That well, if you do ever decide to go back and watch it, let me know because that's on my punch list to watch, but it's way down at the bottom. Yeah, I wasn't a fan, but I, I doubt I'll go back to it. There's just so much. There's too much to watch. Um, I did true. just watch the uh, season. Pr- series premiere of avenue five on hbo this week loved the pilot it was yeah it was hysterical and it had kind of a veep vibe but it's in outer space and i have no idea if it's going to be good but it's great who's behind that show do you know uh uh, what's his face the guy from house what's his name uh Uh, hugh laurie hugh Hugh laurie yeah he's in it josh gad's in it um, okay. That one, oh, the real lanky yes. guy, he's in Silicon Valley and he's in The Office. What's his name? Uh, I don't know. I don't know him. Call him Jared from Silicon <laughs> Valley. But I don't know what his real <laughs> name is. I don't know his name, but he's in it. Um, and then, I mean, there's a few other people that I recognize, but I couldn't tell you what their names are. But um, yeah. I it, saw about maybe 30 or 40 seconds of that trailer. And then I stopped immediately and said, I'm in on this show. But I yeah. didn't realize that it had already it, Yeah, uh, it premiered. just started this past Sunday. So so you recommend it? Yeah. I, I mean, the awesome. first episode was great. I, I can't speak for the rest of the season. But if they keep it up, I think it's going to be good. So That's great. I mean, oh, The Jinx. It's The Jinx is the oh. name of that documentary. I didn't like, wasn't Jinx like whatever. I didn't jinx you, but there it is. The Jinx. <laughs> it's like, we didn't jinx. Get out no. of here. False Jinx. <laughs> that, was, that was that show I was talking about on HBO where the guy confesses at the end. What was so. the guy's name? Do you remember? Uh, uh, well, now that I know the name of the Dang it. I must have been thinking of another one because there was one that had a guy's name uh, in it. Robert Durst. Okay, that's who I was thinking. I think it's The Jinx and is Robert Durst like in like a subline. <laughs> the, oh, The Life and Deaths of Robert Durst. Yeah. Okay, there you go. We, we we were both right. It, it took us a long time to get there, but we finally landed that point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see. Oh, so. I wasn't wrong. I was like, man, I feel like I'm going crazy. I swore yeah. his name was. No, there. you're right. Okay. You're right. All right. Cool. Yeah. Was well, there anything else worth anything else that you've watched that you feel? No, like not really. Uh, I hope to. Uh, I hope to catch up in the next couple of weeks on some TV. I'm a big fan of the show Glow, the Netflix show. Oh, I the love Glow. Gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Yes. And the first two seasons are wonderful i just love these characters and i love they're funny but they're also just really authentic and beautiful friendship and i also love wrestling i grew up on professional wrestling (laughs) and with five younger brothers we all thought we were wrestlers and so you know we love the wwf and the nwa and so it also is legitimately a great wrestling show the drama is good and mark maron is hysterical so i haven't had a chance to watch the third season because i don't good is it good? Okay. I liked it, yeah. Excellent. I haven't heard anything good or bad, which made me a little bit nervous. But, yeah, I'm going to start that next. Yeah, I, I love that show. I, I want them to keep making them forever. Agreed. There's nothing else. I guess we can dive into Bad Boys for Life. Hey! Oh, come on, man. You can get that buffed out. No, you can get that buffed out. Remember, knock and talk. Yeah, knock, knock. Miami PD, get down! What the hell happened to knock and talk? Hands behind your head right now. I got this. I'm gonna penetrate this man's soul with my heart. What? Watch and learn. Sir, I realize that you're scared. You know, sometimes fear. How deep you think you got in his soul? 
And that was from the trailer of the third installment of the Bad Boys franchise, Bad Boys for Life. What you want, what you want. So, April, here's the thing. (laughs) I have to be very respectful when I ask you this question Mm. because I don't want to ask you just outright how old you are, but I am interested in... Uh, before we get to what you thought about this film, your history with this franchise, I think the original one came out 17 years ago or something like that. And so we know on the podcast, I'm the old guy on the podcast. I get it. And so Bad Boys, when it first came out for me was, I mean, it was a cultural moment. I mean, these Mm -hmm. two stars, Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, in this cop movie, it was crazy action. And then the second one came out, and I thought it was awful. I just thought it was so terrible, but a lot of people still loved it. And we've had many, many years uh, before this new one comes out. And it's kind of interesting that uh, Will Smith, who at one point was probably the most bankable star, well, definitely was the most bankable star in Hollywood, has now had a, a string of lesser performing vehicles and so Mm -hmm. my question to you is tell me about what your history with the bad boys franchise is and is will smith back did this uh did this movie bring (laughs) him back to life i should also say imdb description reads the bad boys mike lowry and marcus burnett are back together for one last ride yeah, right. Uh, in the highly anticipated Bad Boys for Life. That's a, I don't remember a lot of IMDb descriptions where they actually had marketing in there, mm. but it's the highly anticipated Bad Boys for Life. I didn't know we were Choice anticipating words. this one. We yeah. needed this one, I guess. But So uh, so tell me what you think about uh, the franchise and what you thought about Bad Boys for Life. Okay, so I've seen... I. Th- I don't have a specific memory of watching, of sitting down and watching Bad Boys and Bad Boys 2, but Mm -hmm. I have a vague memory of watching both of them at different points on TV randomly. Uh So I honestly couldn't tell you which one I've seen. I know I've seen a whole movie of at least one of them, but I don't know which one. Somewhere between the two, you've got one movie. Yes, and it's a vague memory, but I remember it being kind of fun and enjoyable, like, and everyone know, knows about those movies, like Bad Boys, Bad Boys. I mean, mm-hmm. you know the song. And I mean, I'm, I guess, familiar with, but was never a diehard fan by any means. You're when the fir- Bad when the- Boys adjacent. Yes, but not not a hater either. You know, I, I like Will Smith and Martin Lawrence and mm-hmm. that humor I am familiar with and enjoy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, first of all, just as, as a quick little sidebar, I read somewhere that they've already signed Will Smith on for a fourth. <laughs> and I feel like that was a huge opportunity missed. If they were going to do a fourth, oh, Bad wow, Boys Four, four Life. life? Right. Yep. Come on. This what is, is it going to be? Just Bad Boys Four? Are you sure has that been confirmed? Because I just read on IMDb that this was one last ride. <laughs> okay, so this film, actually, you know, it pleasantly surprised me. I went in with very low expectations. I would say the first act took a little bit for me to get in. Some of the lines were a little cheesy. Some of the plot points were a bit over the top, especially that opening scene. You know, it, the, the action was 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 great. That There were some really fun parts, and there was even, like, this really deep moment that actually stuck with me. I don't know if, if you remember what I'm talking about. It had to deal with, like, a some Buddhist parable, and it's like, yeah. I, I was just yeah. pleasant pleasantly surprised i don't really know how else to say it It, i won't say it was great because it definitely has flaws the the plot in different points was a little bit confusing or if not confusing 
kind of like, wait, what? Why? But overall, I, I'm not hating. I mean, it was, it was, it was the best I think of the three from what, from what my vague memory tells me. So, uh, yeah, it was fun seeing the two kind of cut up and, uh, make fun of themselves and their, as they're aging, cause they're quite a bit older now. Do I think Will Smith is back? I think you asked me that. I don't know. I, honestly, I think out of the two, I liked Martin Lawrence his performance better but i mean will smith is still super cool i mean he's a cool like he's 52 and he looks like he's 30 yeah i got i don't think he will ever age and i think he's gonna always be cool i don't know if this means he's back but he's probably at least back for number four so um (laughs) yeah so that's kind of my my just what did you think about it so april is all in on the bad boys for life train This is a really interesting movie in as much as this is the Irishman of bad boys films. Mm. And so it gets to it, it gets you through the front door with what we've come to expect with the action and the spectacle. And then it uses that to take you to a place where of reflection, where very much like what you said, April, without getting into spoilers. And I don't know that we'll dive into spoilers specifically. Maybe we will. But these two really begin to reflect on their life and the collateral damage, if you will, that they have inflicted over the course of two and a half movies and what their lives mean and where their family's place lies within their choices, as well as their friendship. They're still essentially playing the same kinds of characters that they did in the first two, where Will Smith's character is the the playboy, flashy car kind of guy and Martin Lawrence has always been kind of the square family man and they use that dynamic for to and mine that for some great humor the thing that I think about this movie and I 100% agree with how you stated it April is that it it takes about 20 or 30 minutes to lock in Mm -hmm. because the the lines of dialogue are really silly and the plot device uh, is really cheesy and then it clicked for me in such a way that I remembered, and this is where my age comes in, is that's what these movies are. Hmm. They have literally made a 1995-style action movie in 2020. All the first two bad boys are littered with dumb visual jokes and dumb lines of dialogue (laughs) and completely impossible action sequences, all so that these two characters can riff off of each other and we get a chance to hang out with them. And so it just took me a couple of minutes to go, oh, wait a minute, I'm in a 90s action movie. And what I liked about it was it stayed true to those roots. I mean, this, the, the, cartoon the villains are cartoonish nobody can hit the broadside of a barn with a weapon everybody in this movie should have died 36 times the things that they're put through (laughs) uh, and they just get up and look cool and put on their sunglasses but what makes it work and stand out above other more current action movies is what i think is the true connection and chemistry that these two characters have for each other it really comes across and the fact that throughout this movie they are wrestling with their play this sounds so silly to talk about bad boys for life but they're (laughs) wrestling with like where their place is in this world because and this is i don't think it's a spoiler to say this but one of them wants to retire and one of them never wants to retire and so it's just this neat it's this neat experience I went in expecting not to hate it but for it to be just another bland 
cash grab, cheap nostalgia throwback. And I left actually really liking this movie. I um, I look at Rotten Tomatoes and the top critics have it at 77%. So almost 8 out of 10 were positive on it. And the audience score is 97%. Yeah. So people are really, really loving this and they're not doing it ironically. I, I really think that this is an interesting, good, fun throwback to the 1990s action that I that I kind of cut my teeth on, but it is it's interested in just now. Listen, this is not a deep movie, okay? It's not profound, people, mm-hmm. but it is just interested enough in some uh, deeper themes with these characters that it makes it more than the sum of its parts. I think overall, it's it's really good. Yeah, I, I remember there being a, f- a couple different moments in the film where it's just like crazy, 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 and then I'm like, oh. I think I was just moved by that. <laughs> right. Like, what movie is this? <laughs> yeah, and it, it probably is worth mentioning that this is the first of the trilogy that wasn't directed by Michael Bay. Although Michael Bay has a cameo in this, did you did you catch that cameo? I, no, I don't. I don't think I know what Michael Bay looks like. Yeah, so he <laughs> looks like a. With all due respect to Michael Bay, he looks like a walking kind of zombie. He's like really tall and really thin, mm. and has wild, wiry gray hair. But I think he's a tour guide or something. Real quick, so Michael Bay does get a cameo. But this is directed by Adele L. Uh, is it Arby? And then. I'm going to butcher this. Mm. Uh, Fala, uh, it's uh, Bilal Fala. Um, so it's a, a, duo, a duo. And when I looked up their credits, it, they seem to be obviously have made their uh, made their way doing action films. And I think overall they did a really good job. The action feels yeah. unlike Michael Bay. You can follow the action. You know where stuff is. But it still mm-hmm. feels like a bad boys movie. I'll say, and this is not a spoiler, but one thing that annoyed me, though, throughout the film it's just about any time they were having like a heart to heart at the very end, they'd like hold out their fist and be like, bad boys for life, bad boys for life. Like, how many times can you say the title of the film in the never film? Never enough, April. <laughs> never. Never too many times. Oh. That's what I'm saying. That's the 90s aesthetic. That's what I'm saying. It's the <laughs> it's the wink at the camera like, yeah, we did it one more time. Yeah, I was fine with a couple of them, but they did it like, <laughs> like every 10 minutes. They had a bad boys for life. Bad boys for life. I was like, That's come it. on. Get Let out me of here. introduce you to the excess <laughs> of the 90s. That's what we did back then. Mm. Uh, oh, so Michael Bay was a wedding MC. So forgive me. Yes! He wasn't a wedding. He was a I wedding MC. I remember, actually. I didn't know it was Michael Bay when I was watching, but I remember seeing him and being like, "That's an interesting looking character." Like, yeah, like it almost took me out for a second. Like, huh? Yeah, Which obviously <laughs> yes. that makes sense now. That's him. I really thought Vanessa Hudges or Hudgens did a good job too. I thought both of the both of the female characters that are tied to these two characters did really interesting things and good performances in their own right and also grounded certain things that the characters had to go through one thing that was in the and see i didn't know this was in the trailer because i don't watch trailers but one of the things that really made me laugh a lot as an as a married guy is when and this isn't a spoiler because it's in the trailer but when they're walking by uh and this guy gets thrown off a building and lands on the car and it's his minivan it's martin lawrence's <laughs> minivan and he picks up the phone his phone starts ringing immediately and he's like she knows she knows she always knows i was like that's my life that is a hundred percent my life 
So I, this movie is just it's it's fun. Uh, I think it's something that uh, that you could recommend. The performances are good across the board. April, is there anything else? Anything else that stuck out to you? Do we need to get into spoilers? There is there is one major character thing that happens with a beloved character from the first two films, and we really can't talk about that without getting into spoilers. But I don't know that it's worth an entire section. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, the only things that I have to talk to you are kind of like just more nitpicky stuff, which you can nitpick a movie like this a lot because it's not flawless. But um, sure. No, I mean, I was just way to go. Bad boys for life. Surprising for me life. in 2020. Well, let's do this. Let's uh, let's make our recommendations then. So should people see this in the theater? Should they rent it when it's available on video on demand? Should they wait and stream it on a service they already pay for, like Netflix or Amazon? Or should they skip it altogether? You know, I'm feeling generous. And the action, oh, you're gonna in, the, do it. The action in this film is pretty great. And these filmmakers, what they did was they did a good job. So <laughs> go support them and see it in the theater. I love the fact. And it's... April is a, a producer of films. Her husband writes and directs <laughs> films. And I love the fact that one of her criteria when deciding whether to recommend a film or not is to always remind everybody how hard these filmmakers <laughs> work. Oh, it's my favorite thing of, of 2019 was your Dark Phoenix defense. You're like, but they I worked st- really hard on that movie. <laughs> no, I still, because it wasn't bad. Like, uh, Bad Boys 2 has the same rating as Dark Phoenix, so just whatever. Well, I, I agree. I agree across the board that uh, <laughs> I think this is theater worthy. I don't think this is not a gift on my scale of worthiness. I really do think yeah. that now th- we should say this is an R-rated film. There is a tremendous amount of violence and, and language. language yeah. It feels like when you watch the trailers as if this is going to be another fun, action-y uh, movie like we get a lot of but this is very much like the first two this is an r-rated lot of language i feel like it was gr- quite a bit if if what i'm remembering correctly less raunchy in like the sexual yes. world though than the for first sure two. Right. all the all that qualifying to say if you're okay with that then i think this is theater worthy and you should absolutely check it out and it seems to be doing very well and i think that's probably why we're getting a even though they said it was the last ride we're going to get a fourth one because if hollywood does anything they know how to mess up a good thing so what are they going to name that one bad boys forever forever Forever. (laughs) well that's good that's definitely unexpected our first review of 2020 usually the the january films are really the the refuse from 2019 that got pushed down the line but i'm happy to say that we both give it a thumbs up so If you're in the mood for some fun, action-y stuff from 1990, go support Bad Boys for Life. You're listening to The Screeners Podcast. All right. Well, that wraps up our review of Bad Boys for Life. And just remind you just to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, leave us a review, all the good stuff. Let us know what you thought about Bad Boys for Life if you've seen it. Be on the lookout for our next episode where we are going to be doing our top 10 films of the decade. It's going to be jam-packed with probably lots of surprises in that episode. So thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to ScreenersPodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.